Howdy, y'all. This is Eleanor Kennedy, the host of our Women of Influence podcast. We're back with another of our bi-weekly mini-episodes, in which we share a snippet of an upcoming conversation with one of the most powerful women in Columbus business, and I share some thoughts on the news of the week, people you should know, or just something interesting I've read or heard of late. Today's conversation will be with Renee Cicillo, the Chief Customer Experience Officer at SafeLight. Renee shared a few thoughts about how she wound up in her current position, one that might surprise her childhood self, who dreamed of being a pediatrician before saying no thank you to organic chemistry, a decision I'm sure plenty of us can relate to. Renee's comments, plus a recent quasi-major life event of my own, lead me to share my own thoughts about planning, expectations, and timelines on today's podcast, plus to give you all a reading recommendation. I've been thinking a lot about timelines and plans of late, because last week I hit what some consider a pretty big milestone. I turned 30. I don't feel much different, of course, but these big birthdays do tend to bring with them plenty of introspection. Luckily, the Washington Post has got my back. This fall, the paper's female-centric publication, The Lily, published a feature titled, The Jessicas Are Turning 30. If you are around my age, or know people around my age, or were alive in the 1980s and early 1990s, you'll understand the reason for this headline. In 1989, Jessica was the most popular girl's name. I, of course, know several Jessicas, including my high school debate partner, who was technically born in early 1990 and so just barely missed out on being a part of this auspicious group, but who nonetheless had it posted on her Facebook wall many times, including by yours truly. Here's the quote that stood out for me from the piece's intro. For the Jessicas, 30 felt like an important time to check in. Is my life going in the way that I want it to? Am I meeting my expectations? Am I running out of time? End quote. Whew. Then the project goes into the stories of 11 Jessicas, actually 10 Jessicas and a Jessie, and talks a bit about their lives, their expectations, and their futures. We hear from a K-pop star, an addict in recovery, and a mom from Toledo, Ohio, who never plans to leave that part of the state. And we hear from Jessica Grant, a competitive bikini bodybuilder who lives in San Francisco, and whose story speaks most directly to the questions we're diving into on this podcast. Grant talks in-depth about timelines and expectations, telling the reporter that she's highly conscious of climbing up the ladder, something that brings its own complications as she, at the time of reporting, worked on the sales side of the technology industry. The piece is worth a read, whether 30 is in your past, your future, or your present, particularly as it presents detailed looks at all the different ways we can expect life to go and how the expectations we set and timelines we hope to keep to don't always work out. For my part, when I was in high school, I would have thought I'd be living in the Midwest at 30, though Columbus, Ohio certainly never crossed my mind. I also would never have predicted I'd spend a 10-year stint in the South before heading back up North, and business reporting was not on my radar. When I did first get into journalism, I clearly remember saying, quote, I wouldn't ever want to be an editor, end quote. Best laid plans, you see. Before you click over to read the whole Washington Post piece, I'll link it on our website and in our episode description, listen on to hear Renee Cachillo talk a bit about why even us planners and schedule makers might want to reorient our thinking when it comes to thinking about the next steps in our career. Let's see, what do you think is the best decision you've ever made in your career? Oh, that's a tough one. I know. It's a big one. It's a I feel big, like broad question. <laughs> I think for me personally, it's been to take a risk, mm-hmm. the risk that I knew I might fail, mm-hmm. to actually be willing to go in and lead an area and not know. <laughs> uh-huh. 
if I was going to be successful at it. Mm-hmm. And then I think the the thing that I did to be successful is I just took a piece at a time. I didn't try and swallow it all or be all that the next day. It was where can I start? Where can I start and incrementally make a difference? And then how does that build? And then how do I start to broaden that vision versus being afraid of it and turning away from it because it was really outside of my skill set? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's helped me grow tremendously. It's also humbled me a lot. And mm-hmm. I think people love to work with genuine, humble people who are like, I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've had to actually say to my team, I need to learn. I don't understand. T- teach me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that puts you in a vulnerable spot that makes you more appealing and makes people feel relaxed around you. So they want to share with you more and they want to help you get to the common goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you were talking to someone who was young, and this is kind of on the same point, but young in their career, you know, just out of school who wanted to follow in your footsteps, what piece of advice would you give them? I would say don't try and plan it all out from day one, mm-hmm. right? Some of us get so linear in our path and set so many time frames that it actually puts pressure on ourselves that's not really in our control, even if we are super talented. And be open to an opportunity that may be different than what they were thinking because mm-hmm. you just never know where that path will take you. What it, When you were much younger, when you were like a little kid, let's start there, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, once I got past being wanting to be a ballerina or a <laughs> singer, I actually wanted to be a pediatrician. Oh. And I, when I went to school, I went for pre-med, mm-hmm. as many kids do. And I don't even think I got into organic chemistry before I got afraid of organic <laughs> chemistry. And then I decided to take a business class because my, uh-huh. my dad wanted me to learn the math behind the business if I ever became a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. so that's the path then that I chose. Mm-hmm.